0: Do you identify as an awkward person?
1: So, they, uh, this is the time when like uh I'm here to tell an awkward story, right? Welcome to the Awkward Show from Bandit Theater. Seattle's home of long-form improv. I'm Chris Carter, and I have the pleasure of directing and producing this show. We've got fantastic guests for you today. Two just amazingly funny women, Erica McIntyre and Lynn Tricky, both directors and performers at Bandit. We had a blast recording with them. It has been a few weeks. As you'll be able to tell by Erica's description of her drink order. Nevertheless, they're going to knock your socks off. We'll hear each of them share some awkward moments from their lives and then play in to make some fun out of it. So without further ado, here's our show. All right. Welcome to The Awkward Show.
2: Yay. Thank you. Yay. Hi.
1: So uh, let's get right into it. I guess, Erica, um, take a moment, introduce yourself, and then... I guess Lynn, do the same.
3: (laughs) Cool. My name is Erica. I am the director of Swipe Bright at Bandit Theater and a player on Mad Science. Uh, Lynn and I are kind of like improv sister wives because we both direct and then play in each other's shows. (laughs) And the most important part about me is my pumpkin spice latte order, which has changed this year. So for the official record, it is 12 ounce iced oat milk, two pumps of pumpkin spice, no whipped cream. So that's all you need to know about me.
1: Wow. Very good.
2: <laughs> wow. That's special. Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Lynn Tricky. Uh, I am definitely, I love the title of Sister Wife with Erica. I direct the Mad Science Show where we get uh, scientists from the Seattle area to come and do a little presentation on their research. And then the improvisers do a show based on that. It's super fun. And I play in Swipe Right where we look at dating profiles and do improv based on that. I like an iced oat milk latte with extra iced. That's my order.
1: Uh, Yeah. Very nice. Boy, my coffee, Uh, you know, uh, I just have a cappuccino. It's great. Regular milk (laughs) is fine. No
2: dairy issues for you, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, my people are from uh, Northern Europe and um, Uh... they've had thousands of years to live with cows. (laughs) and uh, Great, great be with cows and lay with cows. And <laughs> I'm part cow is what I'm trying to get out. No. <laughs> wow. So Erica, you're going to get us kicked off here. Uh, yeah. You'll tell us a, a story of an awkward moment in your life. And yeah, we're looking forward to that. What have you got?
3: Okay. So the most awkward time of my entire life <laughs> was when I studied abroad in Italy. I was there for four months. So like I was there for a long time and people told me, in Italy, everybody speaks English. And I'm like, okay, great.
1: <laughs> I can do this.
3: So the town that I studied in was a town called Turin where the winter Olympics were like a long time ago. Uh, nobody told me that nobody in this town spoke English, <laughs> like no one. And the program that I did, it was like international people, but also a lot of Americans. So there was constantly stupid American exchange students at the school. So the Italian people, at the school, when it Absolutely nothing to do with us. There was no cultural curiosities. They were sick of us. They did not want to be our friends. And so,
1: the, the, wh- how old were you? I'm sorry.
3: I was like 21, maybe. Yeah. At the Yeah,
1: this is so funny because there's so many dialects in Italy that it's not even reliable that people speak Italian. (laughs) Like the idea that they speak English is so funny to me.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because when I did go to like Florence and Rome, I was like, wow, there's signs in English, but in Turin, nothing. And the other thing that the other lie that people told me was that you can learn a language really fast. I cannot learn a language really fast. And like the (laughs) European students are like, oh, you pick it up so quickly, you'll be speaking by the end of this. I was not speaking by the end of this. I knew a few nouns. And the other thing that I learned is that when you don't speak Italian to Italian people, you're not going to be able to talk to them. Like, what am I going to say? Hi, I have an apartment and in the apartment, I have a couch. Like that's the (laughs) most I can express myself. So there was none of that, but I did learn the universal currency is being hot and I'm not hot. I am kind of like a special menu kind of gal, which I learned from a comedian. That's like, you know, like if you want something on a special menu, great. But I was on this program with a bunch of like hot ass girls from Southern California. And I learned that that's your key. If you don't speak the languages, if you're hot, then people want to try to practice their English with you.
1: <laughs> um, do you mean by people? Do you mean the Italian men? Yeah yeah okay. or just like yeah. anyone like <laughs> really? the girls
3: like the women were like enamored of them because they're like, oh my God, California. And I'd be like, I'm from Seattle and people would say, Oh, gray anatomy. And I'm like, <laughs> yep, that's it. But I, yeah. I,
1: I found flirting in Italy incredibly difficult as as an American uh because my idea of flirting is like kind of making eyes across the room and like getting someone's attention that way. And meanwhile, like Italian men are just like climbing on top of these women and like I grabbing mean, them. And I was like, oh, this is not how I flirt.
3: I guess it did happen to me. The only like, <laughs> the, oh God. Okay. So anyway, so through this, there was just like so many blunders that happened. The first thing is that I just uh resorted to being the village idiot. Like I learned that I could, the one phrase that I really need to know was I'd like this one. And then I would point because I learned that if you don't speak a language and you're just kind of like a court jester, like people are fine with you. Like they're not going to get mad at you. So the other phrase that I learned how to say is I'm sorry, I don't speak Italian. I am a stupid American. And like (laughs) with those two phrases, I kind of like got through a lot and I learned how to shrug and be like, and so I was kind of like a jolly mime in my neighborhood because I just, I couldn't say anything. But the other thing that I learned is that when I'm living in a different country you don't speak the language, you tend to romanticize everything. And so the first time, like I walked around my neighborhood, there's just all this, like, there's all this food, you know, outside and like these bakeries and things like that. And um, Turin is known for the film industry. And my neighborhood had a lot of like little independent movie theaters. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, I'm not going to go to any because I don't, Like, I won't know what's going on, you know, et cetera. So, one girl at my school is my friend's Italian tutor, and she was like the only actual Italian that we knew and would talk to us. (laughs) But I think it was because she like had to for school. And we were talking to her, and she was like, You all live in a shady part of town. And I'm like, No, we don't. No, no. Like, we live in a beautiful European part of town with bakeries and produce. And she goes, You live on a street riddled with porn theaters. (laughs) And so, All of the like charming little movie theaters that I had assumed was like artsy were all porn theaters. And after I learned that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense, like with the clientele and like how private they were and things like that. But the story that like really emphasized how bad me and my friends were with the language was this was also before smartphones. Right. So I had my flip phone with my like international SIM card in it. So our school took us on a field trip that was very nice to Cinque Terre. And there I felt like I was in Disney World everyone's like, there's just English everywhere. It's really easy to get around, but we didn't stay in the actual town. We stood, we stayed in like some town a little farther out because the school got like a good deal on like a place to stay. And so they were like, okay, it's your job to take the train to this one town. And so I'm with a group of Americans and we're getting flustered and we get on this train that we think is the train going to the town that we're staying in. The train starts going, and instead of like passing by quaint little villages, it's starting to pass by like factories and just like (laughs) industrial areas. And this is at night, and we're like, oh no, we're really screwed. And so,
1: and you don't have a smartphone, you can't look at the map and be like, oh, we're going the wrong way.
3: No, and so then what makes it worse is the conductor of the train comes and he goes, okay can I have your tickets? And we give him the ticket. And he's so confused because he's like, this is the wrong ticket, you know, but none of us speak Italian. So we had to, you know, I like had to use my skills as like the happy gesture. And I'm like, oh, oh no, like one moment. <laughs> and, and we call our program manager who, and we hand the flip phone to the man working and she talks to him in Italian. And then he hands us back the phone and she goes, okay, you are on the wrong train. And we're like, We know that part. (laughs) And so then she goes back and she gives us instructions. And it looks like we not only bought the wrong tickets to the wrong location, we were on the wrong train. So it would be like if you were trying to get to Portland and you bought a train ticket to San Francisco, but you were on a train to Vancouver, like Vancouver, Canada, like we (laughs) really screwed it up. And so they told us get off at the next stop. And then you need to get on this, like this one train, it will take you home. Okay, great. So we get off at this stop and we know that this is a sketchy place. There's just like puddles of water around and like it hadn't rained and so (laughs) we're like we have an hour and a half to kill we'll go to this one like whatever's open and the only place that was open was one like cafe bar and every man in this town was watching a soccer game. And so we were like, we are so out of place here. We go in and Cinque Terre is very like cutesy. They have like little bottles of olive oil and they're like, oh, cute. Like the Kardashians vacation there where we are there's like postcards and magnets of like big blonde, big boobed babes, like (laughs) on the beach. That's like, Oh, like whatever town we're in. And we're like, we're in like the Jersey shore of Italy right now. Like this is not where we are supposed to be. And so, everyone at the restaurant was confused as to why we were there. We like sit outside. We order cappuccinos at night which is like one of the biggest no-nos. Like mm-hmm. you don't drink like coffee with milk after a certain time. Um it's sacrilegious and they're like, "Oh, disgusting." And I'm like, "I'm American, I'll show you disgusting. Like this is this is classy." So everyone's confused as to why we were there. We just made it worse by ordering breakfast drinks at night. And we're like, well, this sucks. We'll just wait it out. And so my friend goes to the bathroom and gets locked inside the bathroom somehow. And so she has to bang on the door to get these guys' attention. And she thought like one person would rescue her. But it's a whole like flock of these guys. And they all open the door and stare at her. And she's scared. And they decide to do a little goof and gag. And they pretend to like close. Close it on her again. She's like, no, no, no. They're like, ah,
1: oh,
3: ah, um, <laughs> and, like, open it. You're like, ah, da, 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 da. but like, when you don't know the language, you don't know what they're saying to you. So you're just like, uh huh, uh huh, like. So we get to the train station to get back. And it is so funny because at the train station is like half of the other Americans at our program. So everyone took the wrong train and somehow like ended up here. So that's
1: encouraging.
3: Yeah. So that was encouraging. And I do have like one other really awkward story to tell. And this one is like, it makes me cringe. So because I was in Italy and I was like getting around without language skills. I like, again, like, learned little systems and things that like helped when you didn't speak the language. Okay. So I go to London for the weekend and I had reverse call like culture shock for the first time because I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm watching Netflix with subtitles now. Like I understand everything. I could read everything. Like I could read a menu. I could read these signs, but my mind was still operating in this weird, like this weird way of just kind of surviving in a place that you don't speak the language, you know? And so without even noticing it, I had my subway instructions. I was going to like some stop. I was meeting somebody, I was alone. And when I took transit in Italy, it was very operational. This is the stop. I need to get at this is, you know, and I can, we didn't have smartphones, So I had a little like detective notepad that I would like write everything down. Cause half the time people didn't understand me. I'd like have to point to an address. So I was in this very like focused mindset. <laughs> I go into the train And without even realizing it, I point at an empty seat to indicate that I'm taking it and sit down really quickly. I guess I did that. I don't know. And I was very much like, great. Step one, accomplished. I'm on this train. I'm going to this place. And this very meek little British man next to me goes, um, excuse me, you separated me and my girlfriend. Can we please sit together? And like, I had unknowingly like, indicated that I was going to sit like right in the middle of them and then sat and then I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and so my like executionist mindset was not not good Um, (laughs) but yeah that was a very very uncomfortable and awkward four months of just doing so much stuff wrong and probably like so much shit was talked about me and I just didn't know like you know so it was I think the theme was like being a jolly idiot
4: Hey, um, could you come into my office? We need to discuss your grades. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Um,
4: <clears throat> so you've been getting mostly D's and F's and it doesn't seem to bother you in the slightest. Like all year, you know, as your homeroom teacher, I want to take a take a real interest in in your, your academic growth. And it just seems like you're just completely happy knowing nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you could say I'm sort of a jolly idiot.
4: good 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 uh we actually it's funny you say that because we actually have a special program for jolly idiots here at this school because um we've realized that some people better off just embracing who they really are and for some people that's a jolly idiot and uh instead of trying to get you to learn math we just need you to learn the jolly idiot skills um, so you know what? Come with me through the hallways. I'll I'll take you to the Jolly Idiots classroom. You can meet all the other Jolly Idiots. This school.
0: Great. We'll have to walk uh, a little slow because my clown shoes stick out three feet.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know you've been given trouble for that in the past. Dress code doesn't apply here. You can really express whatever dumb fashion sense you have. Uh, anyway, so uh, here's the door. It's got a little combination lock on it. Uh, so... All right, cool. Uh, so here we are in the Jolly Idiot classroom. Uh, say hi, everybody.
5: Oh, oh hi. No, there you are. Hi. 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 hi.
6: I'm just gonna I hug uh, my, my clown nose. That's what I did. That's how I say hi. Yep. So mostly mostly
4: this is just teaching you how to how to be a clown so people like you. Um, because that's really the only way you're gonna get through life. I'm sorry.
0: That's so that's such a relief because honestly. I know I'm a big dum-dum, and so I'm not going to coast through life on my brain. I open door handles with my mouth. There wasn't much. Yeah, I noticed that. You know? Yeah. But, you know, that just feels natural to me. I love being a jolly idiot. Like, you know, the world so much values, like, brain skills, but not so much, like, people skills, you know?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, I personally advocated for this program because despite my guidance counselor exterior... The homeroom teacher. I guess I'm not a guidance counselor. Anyway, uh, I guess I'm not a. I'm not actually that smart. Uh, I'm really just reading directly out of the book and directly off PowerPoint slides that were made by a teacher uh, in another class. I don't know anything that I'm teaching, but you like me. All the other students like me. I'm getting by fine. I've gotten like zero disciplinary actions. I've got perfect test score. Like everything is going perfectly for me and I want it to go perfectly for you.
0: Wow. I appreciate that. Uh, especially as I'm dangling upside down on my chair and all the blood's rushing to my head. I feel like I'm going to pass yeah. out, but I'm so happy.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Do you mind if I join you? I, I also kind of want to get all the blood in my head.
2: Wow, uh, Mr. Homer. Whoa. Mm. <clears throat> oh no. I slipped on a banana and fell on my butt.
0: But.
4: <laughs> hey hey, everyone. You remember the rules: no bananas. They're too dangerous. But it oh. was funny. It was, but you know, you know, what, I'll let it slide. Bananas for everybody.
7: <laughs> yeah, you let it slide. All my banana peel, am I right? I don't get it.
6: I don't get it.
5: I don't get it either.
7: I get it.
5: Guys, look, I'm juggling scissors.
6: Oh, Mama, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you the most wonderful news. What I met this lady? woman. I met this American woman. Oh, I, I have to tell you this. I, I don't know what it is, but there was some instant connection between me and her. She she said she lives in an apartment with a green couch. And I thought this is the one Did I was waiting for. I was waiting for somebody to come along and tell me exactly who I needed to be and exactly who I wanted to be with. And it's this person who. Said very slowly and stiltedly, "I have a green couch."
5: <laughs> well, baby, that's that's not enough for a relationship. What else do you know about her?
6: What does do you need to know? She she came to she came to me. Okay, I was sitting at the bar, just watching soccer game, doing nothing. Okay, she sure, came over sure. to me. What?
5: I said, "Sure, that, that that's what you do on most days." You. You watch it's just, soccer. That's I, what nev-
6: I, I never, yes, even though a lot of people in, in, in Italy, which where, which is where we are, they call it football. I call it soccer. <laughs> uh, but this woman she come up to me and, and she says, hello, I am American. Is you Italian? And I, I of course, responded in Italian, like how we were talking now. We are talking in Italian.
5: Sure, sure. <laughs>
6: and she of course and then she says to me the most beautiful phrase i've never heard before i live in an apartment i have a green couch
5: (laughs) oh i was afraid of this i was afraid that someday a woman would say this to you and you would leave us no, Hello? Mama, I'll never leave you Hello? forever.
6: It's just it's just this woman, I, 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 she's irreplaceable. i who else, who else could speak so slowly and move their lips so purposefully and, and as if they're trying to avoid making some kind of mistake and say, I have a green couch.
5: Well, let's see what your dad has to say
7: about this what's what, what, what is this that i'm hearing a, a woman i i i want to i want to meet i want to meet her she she said she'd be here uh, um
6: oh she said she'd be here at 5 30 it's almost 5 30 okay everybody be ready okay okay just look look good do i look good do i look good in italian <laughs>
5: <laughs> you look very good in italian okay.
7: you, you look okay
6: okay Okay, that's her, she's here. Okay, everybody be cool, be cool, okay. <clears throat> uh, hello. hello,
0: the cat runs away <laughs> fast.
7: Does it now?
0: She <laughs> <laughs> smart. Oh.
7: Uh, uh mama, sorry,
0: papa. uh Duolingo uh, is good.
7: Agree, oh. agree. Uh, wow, I'm moving
5: mama... really fast, son. This is mama, to I need... fast.
6: I need to ask you, I'm sorry, but can I have your wedding ring? Can I have your wedding ring? The can one that I'm
5: wearing off? right now?
6: <laughs> yes, everybody knows that you and Papa are married. You don't need to tell anybody else. I need to <laughs> I need to do this now. I need to ask her to marry me now before she leaves. But I've worn it every
5: moment of every day since we married. I, I haven't taken it off ever. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to this very Italian
2: wedding that we are definitely having when we are speaking (laughs) Italian right now. Uh, I want to thank you all for coming and doing all the Italian wedding ceremony. We're going to get right to the uh, vows uh, for uh, Giuseppe and uh, uh, this, uh, I'm sorry, I don't even remember your name, but you beautiful American lady. Rachel. (laughs)
7: <laughs>
1: Rachel,
2: okay, uh, uh, Rachel, why don't do you start a uh, vow? You say why you love him. Oh, uh,
0: <laughs> hello, I have three brothers who is tall and nice. My home is made of house. The couch <laughs> is green. Do you know where the bathroom is? Mm -mm. (laughs) That tasted so good. (laughs) Oh, it's so
2: beautiful You're the most smart American I've ever met in my life (laughs) most of them are so stupid I'm sorry, this is not my space I'm supposed to be just a wedding, you two
6: Uh, No, we all agree, we all agree We all know the circumstances Americans are always so stupid in this one She's so beautiful and smart (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, God, Giuseppe, you are a lucky man. Uh, uh, your oh. vows now, Giuseppe.
6: Oh, Rachel. Rachelle.
2: <laughs> very nice, very nice. So,
6: when I look into your eyes, I see somebody with a, a wide, a blank expression on their face as if they're floating through life, not fully comprehending exactly what's happening around <laughs> them. As if they're seeing... This whole country through some innocent eyes that don't have a full grasp on the language. I don't know why, but I get that vibe from you. And it's lovely. I want to spend every waking moment with you. I want to meet your tall brothers and live in your home made of house. (laughs) And as long as you're with me, I will always show you where the bathroom is.
5: Thank you for coming and, you know, chatting with me. I know you just came back from studying abroad and it could be a really tough transition. Mm -hmm. So we're here to ease you back into, you know, your life here in Seattle. Yes. Um, Now tell me what, what is it that you struggle most with now that you're back?
7: Oh, you know where I was, you know, that place, I'm kind of used to traveling by horse And I don't know if I can adjust to just this, you know, these cars again anymore.
5: Sure. Yeah. I mean, technically, you were living in Tokyo and you you didn't have to travel by horse. There's tons of subways and cars in Tokyo. Uh, But I get it. I get it. Transportation is different here. um, And gosh, it does suck to be in traffic all the time, doesn't it?
7: Yeah, and, and let me tell you about these Japanese horses. They are very cute.
5: Okay. Um, it it sounds like these horses played a huge part in in your study abroad experience, but you know that that's we don't need to focus on on these horses today. Why don't you tell me what it's like to go back to school and to learn in English again?
7: Yeah. So, you know, back, back, back when I was studying abroad, I, I kind of had to use my phone to translate everything. And I kind of really liked that. And I, I plan to continue doing that in Seattle, actually.
5: But you speak really, English.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes people will speak with an accent and sometimes, you know, they talk fast or whatever. And it's just nice to just read dialogue through my phone.
5: Sure. And, and by the way, as we're talking, can you please stop sketching horses in your notepad? Yeah. I can see it. I, again, we we need you to, like, stop bringing up these horses. We're here mm-hmm. to transition you back into, you know, living in, in Seattle. I just don't really feel like you're trying right now. You know, I'll be honest. Um, You studied abroad for three months. Yeah. And um, it really shouldn't be that hard for you to get back into living in Seattle. You're the only student who is...
7: I know. Who, who I know. And we've been we've been working on adjustments for six months now, me and you, and we've made no progress. And I have to feel like <laughs> it's your fault.
4: Um, uh, Excuse me. I, I don't, Uh, I, I don't really know how to say this, but that horse is not going to fit on the elevator up to the top of the space. <laughs> deal. You're going to have to leave it down here. Um, I hope it's not culturally insensitive for me to say that.
1: <laughs>
7: well, I mean, you know, I, it's not for me to say whether it's, you know insensitive insensitive or not you can say it to my horse and see what he thinks
4: i i just sell tickets to get to the top of the space needle and i have a very strict code of conduct and i'm already on probation (laughs) for 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 getting high on the job so i can't do this
0: Sorry, sir, you're going to have to leave the horse outside of the Elmer's factory. It's just not going to end well if you try to bring the horse (laughs) in the glue factory.
7: No, 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 no. I want to show my little Japanese horse what happens to American horses. (laughs) You want to... I want him to see how privileged he is. You want
0: (laughs) your horse to see how privileged he is by showing the horse... American horses getting pulverized into glue in a factory.
7: It's part of his study abroad experience. Uh, Sarah, can I talk to you for a second? Can I pull you aside for a sec?
6: Oh, sure. Um, If somebody is trying to take a tour of the Elmer's glue factory, okay, you let them through. Do you realize how few people want to see horses getting slaughtered and turned into glue? (laughs) This is a huge sale for us. Just yeah. Okay. Get him in the building.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't understand our business model very well, but that's not for me to question.
6: <laughs> v- okay. Me neither. But th- this is—it's money, baby.
0: Okay. Okay, sir. Um, come on in with your with your horse. I'll open up both double doors. Um, Thank just you. come on through, and you—you you can sign the guest book here.
7: <laughs> okay. We're all signed up, you know, me with my pen, my horse with his hoof.
0: Okay, um, well, come on through uh, the first uh, exhibit. This is where we skin the horses alive. <laughs> 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 I'd recommend plugging your ears.
7: Oh, this is, uh, wow, this is really something.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of blood uh so, why do
7: they have to be alive
0: uh because uh the glue uh, is just more satisfying for the customer to know that the horse has suffered
7: oh okay yeah
0: you're right it is really unspeakably cruel um let's keep walking uh here's the the, the next um this is the giant mortal mortar and pestle uh,
6: <laughs> right. Where um, uh,
0: the factory workers we could only describe as jolly idiots uh beat the <laughs> the the horses um starting rub hooves up uh wow yeah.
7: wow you can't see this in tokyo right
0: <laughs> you know america really is kind of a messed up place um I'm, I'm realizing as I say all this out loud, um, but please don't mind the Jolly Idiots uh, giggling and throwing banana peels and stomping on the horses with their big clown shoes.
4: Wow, I'm so glad that, uh, that an alumni from the Jolly Idiots program is coming back to speak at the Jolly Idiots program about the glue factory job that you landed. I mean, most Jolly Idiots just like, I don't know, getting into stage performance and, uh, you know, I can't think of anything else. I'm also an idiot. Anyway, could you please give a presentation to all the high school jolly idiots about your current career and how this program prepared you for it?
5: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hello
0: everyone. Um, if you could please, um, get off your unicycles for a moment um, while I, while I talk to you, um, I just want you to know that, um, enjoy this while it lasts. Because at the end of the day, there's no ethical production under capitalism. And even if you're a jolly idiot, you're still going to be participating in cruelty and suffering. And nothing can prepare you for that. Of watching a horse get pulverized by a mortar and pestle after being skinned alive and then milked into pie in
2: your face. Pie in your face.
7: (laughs)
1: Oh, very, very nice. Terrific. Erica, thank you so much for that story. That was really fun. Uh, An American abroad. It's a uh, tale as old as time. Lynn, uh, do you have a story you'd like to share with us?
2: Yeah. So I am going to take you back to a lovely, uncomfortable time called my freshman year of high school. And uh, just to set the scene a little bit, I was definitely a late bloomer. I was not. A cool kid by any means, and I was not like the type who would date people in high school ever, and particularly not my freshman year. But this is kind of a story about just completely embarrassing myself in front of this boy who I had the biggest crush on. So. I was taking an honors English class in ninth grade and our teacher, Miss Micolacy, decided that we would do secret Santas for our class. And she was like very big on like, you're never going to tell the person who this is. This is just like a fun thing that we do and you'll give this person gifts and it'll be like bonding, but like no one will ever know. And I was in this class with um, this boy who I was obsessed with, Ben. And while we were handing out the secret Santa things, I was like in my head, like trying to make magic to be like, please just let me have Ben. Let me have Ben to be my secret Santa because I could obsessively (laughs) send him gifts and like notes and stuff and he'll never have to know it's me. Um, And I don't know if I'm a witch, but I got him somehow and it was just like, amazing and i was a little stalker crepe so i like <laughs> <laughs> asked all of my friends to ask his friends cuz i didn't want him, anybody to know like it was me um so i asked like 3 like through 3 groups of different people to like find out what he liked and i got him these gifts that were like way more money than i should have been spending on
1: it <laughs>
2: and i also like wrote these notes that were like really long and really like kind of not confessional. I wasn't like, I have a crush on you, but I was like, we have so much in common and I think we could be friends. It was just like creepy, (laughs) like looking back, not a good look. And I remember in particular, I found out he was really into Teletubbies at the time. Um, This was like what?
5: 1998.
2: <laughs> 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 it wasn't as creepy as it sounds. Like it was kind of normal for a, a ninth grade boy to be into Teletubby. Um, I,
1: I'm, I'm sorry. And you said you found this out during the secret Santa season.
2: Yes. During the okay. Secret Santa season. <laughs> and so I went and I got him the yellow Teletubby, like uh, stuffed animal. That was like the big gift. I remember getting him and he, Loved it, and I was just like on plow nine. Um, and I even heard that he thought it was um our other friend Adrian, who I knew pretty well, and he was really good friends with. And he was like, "Well, Adrian's the only one who I know this well. Like, it's got to be her." And Adrian was like, "Of course, beautiful and like popular, and everybody liked her." So I was like, "Sure, let him think that. He'll never know it's me. <laughs> I'll keep being a creep." But at the same time that this was going on, I also was playing basketball and our basketball team also decided to do a little Secret Santa thing. And it was slightly different. We had like a different secret. I don't know why it was called Secret Santa because it was like all semester. It was just like secret gift giving. Mm. And we did it every week and it was like really casual and you would totally tell the person who it was. You would just like get them a Gatorade after their game and be like, hey, it's from me. I'm your Secret Santa. So anyway, these... One day when I was going into class and I remember I didn't have time to get like my normal elaborate gift for Ben um, and I didn't really have time to get a secret Santa gift for whoever was my secret Santa that week on the basketball team. I don't even remember. So I got to class early or I got to school early and I like bought a bunch of candy from the vending machines and I just wrote them like it was basically the same for each person and I wrote a quick note and I found like my friend Liz and some other people to like give them to the people. I just sort of like did it all really quick before class and got to class. It was my math class, which Ben was in and I remember sitting in class and I saw somebody like give him the gift and I was like, okay, cool. It got to him and I was sitting in class trying not to like obsessively stare at him <laughs> and I remember he kept on looking back at me and I was like oh weird that, what's what's happening here he's looking at me but I was just trying to like keep it cool and then these two other boys who were like kind of also popular and cool were like huddling around his desk and like also looking at me <laughs> I was like oh my god what's happening just just play it cool and finally like Thankfully, they waited until like two minutes before the bell rung, but one of them came back to me and was like, hey, are you Ben's secret Santa? And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> what? I don't. Da-da. And he goes, you signed the note. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> still painful for me to tell this story.
1: Oh, I like, my goodness.
2: What? And I think it was just like, I was so flustered before class and I would normally sign like the basketball note. So I just signed both of them or I mixed them up or something, (laughs) but it all, it was just this moment of like my whole semester long of like basically stalking this person and writing them all these cutesy notes but it was like under like oh fun secrets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like came crashing down I was just like I, I remember just sputtering like uh, duh, uh, duh, and I was trying to explain that like oh I, I must have mistaken duh, 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 and fi- thank god like A couple minutes later, the bell rang and I just like grabbed my stuff and ran. I never, (laughs) ever, ever told him. I never talked to him face to face about it. I never admitted it, but obviously he knew it was me because I signed the motherfucking note. (laughs) (laughs) For years, I was embarrassed about this. And this is somebody I went to high school with all four years and also ended up like knowing after high school and after college. And like, I still have to interact with this person every now and again. And I've never like, been like hey remember when i stalked you (laughs) because it's just (laughs) something i will have to always just like eat and swallow and just pretend like it didn't happen even though he knows it did
1: so it's it's 24 years later and if you encountered him you know at home at christmas time or something
2: yeah yeah it's just like normal like hey how how you do it like totally normal and every time i see him it's just like oh god you fool and you fool (laughs) 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 he's a very nice person and like was totally he totally could have been so mean about it and he just like didn't do anything i'm sure he was creeped the fuck out because i would have been because we really didn't know each other like we had gone to school together since like elementary school but like I had never spoken to him like a normal human being.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, the great peril is that you wrote all of these, you made the notes really long and <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
2: The previous notes had been like, I'm, well, I'm thinking about this and I, this is what's important. Like just these like very confessional, like notes I would write like a best friend or somebody. And it, I, I just felt so safe. Cause I was like, well, he's never going to know it's me. I'm a secret <laughs> Santa. I can like be myself and like, be just such a creep
1: oh my goodness i have a uh, daughter in sixth grade and one of her friends is really interested in boys uh already and i've you know happened to see uh some of the texts between them where this friend is like Saying, should I send this note to this boy? Here's what it says. And, like, <laughs> it is that kind of, I mean, it is very uh, <sighs> forward and deep and, like, an expression of, oh, I'm just thinking about you all the time. And, like, yes. I'm like, oh, God, no, don't.
2: Yeah, don't, don't send j- that to someone. <laughs> My advice is write it in your journal. Don't, don't send
5: the
1: note. <laughs> <laughs> the journal is a good place.
4: Oh my God, babe, it's our first Christmas, like actually being together. And I'm just like, I'm so excited that our relationship has gotten to this point, but I, I feel like I need to confess something.
5: Sure. You can tell me anything.
4: Um, Well, you know how we like, we kind of like went to high school together and then we didn't talk for a while and then we got together later on. Um, yeah. Pretty much ever since sophomore year of high school, I've been your secret Santa. <laughs> Spe- specifically, <laughs> I've been breaking into your home and putting presents <laughs> under the tree
5: wait no you. no it can't yeah
4: be. but you yeah. hey,
5: you know how my family had to move
4: <laughs> yeah moved. i know i had to follow you
5: <laughs> you know i was in therapy for like years after that
4: yeah i know i was the one who got you all those help help books like the body keeps the score really good
5: no you're you're this is a joke right But you got me honey that's i mean no uh
4: no this is this has been weighing on me for a long time and i was honestly hoping for a more positive reaction because you know remember that time remember the time you really 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 wanted that My Chemical Romance t-shirt and your parents are like, can't get that My Chemical Romance t-shirt because we don't approve of the music and you still yeah, got it I under the it, tree. I wrote
5: it in my journal and then I yeah. put it in my bed. How did you find, how did you find <laughs> out about that?
4: I kind of don't want to say because I think we both know. <laughs> but if you, if you're going to make me say I did actually while, while you were at high school that I, I pretended to be sick and I, I broke into your house through the chimney and I snuck <laughs> oh into God. your room and ransacked the place looking for the journal, found the journal, read all of your most secret desires and bought everything that you might want based on that. And I just thought it would make you happy.
5: This is way um, too much. Uh, hey, I, 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 oh <clears> Hey, <throat> oh, hey,
3: sorry. Uh, it's me, Laird from TaskRabbit. Hey, man, I don't feel <laughs> comfortable going through the back door. Can I just drop? this gerard way body pillow and the body keeps the score part two here
6: <laughs> you're still doing this
4: i i've i've kind of upgraded my operation it's a lot more but on me and yeah you can you yeah. just hand those things to me okay you're getting five stars later thank you thank
3: you here's your body pillow and then the book i put inside the pillowcase so it wouldn't get lost
5: oh my god <laughs> bye bye Jim, this is way too much. I we're dating now. I've told you that I love you. Yeah. Are you still doing this?
4: <laughs> well, I mean at, at this point it's kind of like I, I feel like only having five love languages is kind of reductive, you know I feel like see like super secret Santa is my love language And I'm just trying to express myself to you like I have been for years
5: no, you've been lying to me for years. I I, I have
4: know. I have been omitting certain facts, I will admit. I didn't act you never asked me if I have broken into your home and left gifts specifically. <laughs> you have said okay. that you had that you had someone you were concerned that someone was doing that. I'm like, wow, that's crazy.
5: I was very concerned that I had to, you know, I had to go into debt putting up the security system.
4: Yeah, and um <clears throat> Remember that scratch off lottery ticket that had that actually ended up winning you ten thousand dollars? Also me. I know about all this stuff.
5: This is it's like a nightmare. I, I can't believe it's you. Okay. I, I don't know where uh, to go from here. I I think we have uh, to break up.
4: Laird, Laird, Task Rabbit guy, you can uh, you can probably uh, eighty six that engagement ring. It's what? probably not probably not the right time.
3: But I put it in the body keeps the score part 3. <laughs> oh. Just like you asked.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it, it went a little sideways. Um it's it's kind of complicated.
3: Okay. Are you going to reimburse me for the Santa costume?
4: Oh, absolutely. And you're absolutely getting five stars. No, no, this is perfect. Okay,
3: great. Thank you. Here's your book and your ring is it's tucked in the section about how your cells remember trauma. Captain Captain, Captain, you need to meet me on the starboard. It's such a good breeze on this old wooden ship. It feels close to the year 1862, even though I know it's only 1861. Captain, I have your mail.
7: Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Good, 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 (laughs) good. good. Hand me my mail.
3: All right. Well, we have another, another note from Captain Witherford from, you know, the the other ship and it is quite
7: peculiar okay okay. so you've gone through my mail already go ahead I, and give me the summary
3: here you go It here's the scroll I'm sorry my captain I just did so the days are so long and the nights are so grueling I miss our motherland and I just <laughs> here you are okay. the note is very peculiar you can read it
7: oh my this is peculiar oh my this note has a record of every single port that we've docked at for the last five years. Yes, Captain.
3: And uh, I don't think the other ship is is on its track. I think it might have been following us. So I think the the captain might be on a on a dinghy
7: following yeah, our ship. my ships. telescope right now.
3: <laughs> Here you are. Sir. Do you want me to extend it?
7: Yes, of course. <laughs> Maximum extension is required right now. Dude, 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 dude. here you go thank you <laughs> now let me see if I can spot this other captain okay, okay nothing
6: I ignore. don't think he sees me I'm just going <laughs> to keep rowing slowly next to this boat wait oh, a second on oh. the
7: southern side
6: What's he got? Oh no. Oh uh, um
7: uh I I cool I cool Captain Nobody knows you're here. It's cool. Okay, let me look <laughs> on the east side now. Okay, nothing uh, here.
3: Captain, I don't want to overstep, but he's very blatantly next to the boat.
6: <laughs> I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm reading a
7: newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> w- oh yeah, what? W- what? Which paper? Which paper? We are in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean right now. The Atlantic
6: Ocean Quarterly.
7: Captain Captain,
3: <laughs> Captain Blackfeather, you are supposed to be manning the Merryweather puppet in a great adventure. Why are you here? I, uh, I,
6: uh, first off. I mean, this is, it's basically, we're going, it's really funny. We're going to the same place. Total circumstances, you know, it's just one of those things.
7: But anyways, now that you're here, how's it going? You're looking good. I'm not, uh, we're not going to the same place at all. This is just a recreational cruise ship. We're just kind of floating around the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Oh. Oh, where are you
7: going? Okay. Well, maybe I'll tag along.
0: All right, well, then, all right, then, just paddling slow, slow on this floating door. No one can see you. Good Dread Pirate Roberts floating along. <laughs> Nobody sees you. Just a pirate floating along.
6: <laughs> anyway, I think it's cool if we we could all just like hitch a ride together. It's but fine. Um, what
7: happened to your boat? Oh, I, I
6: mean, uh, this is, this is, this has always been my boat. Uh, it's always been small and I. Uh, i uh, have damaged
7: What's the deal with that pirate Floating behind you on a door? What's what?
6: the deal stalker? with the what? What?
7: <laughs>
0: what? No, I'm not a pirate I'm just an eel reading a newspaper Wait a minute, wait a minute That pirate
3: knows Captain Blackfeather Is the pirate following him? Following my,
0: us? Oh
7: my god, my stalker has a stalker Look. All
0: right, you caught me. You caught me. I was stalking. I was stalking. I'm not really an eel reading the newspaper. I'm a pirate. Yeah, you—you you got me.
4: Nobody look over here. Just an <laughs> iceberg floating along in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> not gonna run into any boats. Not gonna sink anything.
6: Do do. do. <laughs> okay, maybe we should all just say what we're really feeling. You know, <laughs> at this moment, maybe we
7: should all be honest. Look, fine, fine. I am anchoring the ship, and we are not moving until we say how we feel about the situation. <laughs> I'll start. I'm confused. Now, first mate, how do you feel?
3: I'm confused, but I feel kind of weird because I used to have uh, a crush on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you two. Oh. What?
7: At the same time or different era? The
3: heart has many chambers, sir.
7: <laughs> okay, if we're being totally honest,
6: I fucking love all of you.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
3: I fucking love
6: you all so much.
0: You know, if we're being really honest, I'm real flattered, but I don't think about you like that. But I think maybe we should point out the the iceberg that's floating along. That clearly has a For me. I'm reading a newspaper.
4: A- <laughs> the
6: what? The what?
4: I'm wearing. Uh, I'm reading a giant iceberg-sized newspaper, and I'm just a normal human floating in the in the it's water. Not-
3: How'd that iceberg get a newspaper? Yeah, I icebergs knew. don't talk. The printing press is so new.
7: Okay, iceberg. Iceberg, who are you stalking here of the four of us?
4: <laughs> I'm in love with your boat.
0: <laughs> That's real sweet. I like that. Yeah, I I, I'm
7: like that okay with that too, actually. It's I want real... to
4: sink her and bring her down to the depths with me. You know, most of me is underwater.
6: Oh, it's real tragic then, isn't it? It's real tragic. <laughs> it's like the only way they can be together is for one to destroy the other.
7: I, I don't um, know if I can allow that, though.
0: I'm destroying the ship. I'm a pirate. I've got a bomb, and I'm destroying the ship. That's a beautiful story. I love love, and I want them to be together.
7: Yeah. Someone. Get okay, captains. Door.
6: Everybody, meet me down below deck. So let's all blow up together and and reach heaven together, please.
0: Maybe we can kiss a bit. <laughs> Everything is going according to plan. My crush Ben asked Adrian from my class to the prom. And so everything's going exactly how I want, right out of the palm of my hand.
6: Okay. Yeah. That's all that all sounds great. Mm-hmm. You uh there is a constant stream of tears down your face as you're saying this.
0: Oh so. yeah. It hurts.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just are you? Are you, doing, are you doing okay, sweetie? Look, I know school's hard. I just, you know, I don't want you to get, see you get hurt, you know? um, it, it, Look, as your parent, it's just, it's the things are, I, I don't want you to put yourself out there too much and, you know, end up regretting it in the end.
0: No, 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 mom. Things are great. I love that you came to school with me today. It's so embarrassing. Ben's going to think I'm a real nerd. And that's great <laughs> because I'm playing the long game.
6: What's the long game, sweetie?
0: I'm playing the long game. you ever seen Never Been Kissed, Mom? I haven't, but I kind of know the plot.
6: Yeah, I don't, I feel like maybe I read like half a Wikipedia article on it, but like I'm not super, <laughs> super up to well, date.
0: Well, Drew Barrymore suffers and suffers, and she's a loser, ugly nerd or something. And then her crush maybe goes to a dance with someone else. And then at the end, she gets kissed by the crush. So, what I'm doing mom is I'm going to suffer as much as possible watching Ben and Adrian together. So then at the end of the dance, I'm going to swoop in and then the love story will be about me.
6: Okay. Honey, I just don't know if this is a great idea. I mean, look, I I thought it was weird that you wanted me to take you to school and walk you through the halls, uh, you know, uh, and have a, have a, a, big, wear a big propeller hat while you did that. Um, it's just, it, it does feel infantilizing to you a little bit. And I don't know if that's like the, the best vibe to give off. Um, oh, I
0: see. I get what you're saying. Well, okay. No, no, maybe I should tone it down a little. That's okay. Maybe just walk me to my next class.
6: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Look, it, it's going to be like, okay. if you just be yourself, you know, I, I'm sure that he'll like you just fine. Okay. So now why are you greasing the floor next to your locker with lard? Oh, <laughs> uh...
0: Oh my god! Embarrassing! Oh, I slipped on the lard and my pants fell down. I'm on my period.
6: <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'll cover oh. it up. Okay, I'm taking off my. T- oh hey, to cover you up.
4: Oh hey, hey uh, person who's a mess with the propeller hat. I don't know your name. Um, I heard you're not going to prom, or no one's taking you to prom, right? No. Yeah, could you drive me and Adrian? Like, we really want to be making out the whole time, so I can't be driving. You know.
6: <laughs> this is this yes, Ben. This has been. Why, yes, why are you? excited? Yes. Um, sorry, excuse uh, me. Um, actually, uh, my daughter needs to get to class, so um, if uh, ben, can... oh, you're, you're her mom. Sick, sick.
0: Ben, Weird. I'll do yeah. you one better. You can just call me Fart Face, and of course, I'll drive you and Adrian to the prom, and I'll wait oh outside God. in the car the whole time until you're ready to leave and lose your virginities to each other in the back seat.
4: Oh, oh we already did that, but you know, we could do it again.
0: That hurts my feelings a lot.
4: Perfect. I, I have no idea what your name is, but uh, now I know. Fart face. Cool. Anyway, I'll see you at prom.
0: Yes. Bye, ben.
6: bye. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself? This is mom. This is, is like the most painful thing I've ever seen.
0: I'm playing the long game, mom.
6: <laughs> what long game? You did. Do, where does? What is the end goal? You said the end of that movie is that they kiss at the dance. You explicitly asked or agreed to sh- chauffeur them. Well, they have sex in the back seat, which, by the way, you are not borrowing my car for that.
0: Okay. well, I'm 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 going to love finds a way. But, mom, I realized during that conversation with Ben that it's totally unrealistic for me to get like the love story at the end. Like so soon, you know, like prom is on Saturday. Really. It could take years to get this long game to pay off, and I'm oh, in it for the win. Magical wipe, magical wipe. Ah, uh, welcome to the the high school
3: reunion, 50 years for the class <laughs> of 2008. So now it's 2058. Everyone, get off your hoverboards. Maybe it's time to
0: slow dance. Yes,
6: honey, honey why did you drag me out here?
0: So it would embarrass me at my high school reunion. Mom, thanks for coming.
6: Oh God, no! Why have you done this?
0: Let me change your diaper while you're talking.
6: I have so I'm not wearing diapers now. <laughs> Stop.
0: You will be Why? if it'll embarrass me in front of Ben.
6: You're a 58 year old woman. No, 68. <laughs> 68 <laughs> is the math. Why is he? Wait, I don't see Ben. Is he even here? Ben,
4: uh, excuse me, everybody. I uh, just wanted to uh, acknowledge something. Uh, we have a little in memoriam segment for our classmate Ben, who died recently in a mm. in a giant sex accident. Uh, just having sex with anyone who wanted to. He lived like he died, and uh, we'll miss him terribly anyone has a few words to say the the, the mic is open. i
1: have a few
3: words uh i'm really gonna miss ben i love the fact that we had casual sex for over 50 years and i was like do you care who i am and he goes no and it was great May <laughs> he pound pound puss
0: in heaven
6: <laughs>
0: mom do you know what this means
6: oh honey i'm so sorry i'm sure you're devastated this oh i can't imagine no, what mom. you're going through
0: I'm playing the long game. We're going to be together in the afterlife. Mom, give me your morphine.
6: What? No, no. Uh, my, my feeble no. bones. I can't, I can't no, I, you off.
0: I have to die now. I have to die now to meet Ben in the afterlife so I can keep playing the long game.
6: <laughs> can someone, does anybody feel like helping please?
3: Hello, welcome to Heaven Orientation. Uh, We're going to play a slow song to start this one off.
6: (laughs) Why is Heaven so horny? What's happening? Also, why am I still old? Can I be young again?
0: (laughs) Mom, I'm so glad you're here to embarrass me in Heaven. (laughs) Play the long
3: game.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Wow, oh God, thanks that's so, so much. funny, you guys. Yeah, thanks so much for, for sharing that story, Lynn. Our key art is lockers, but uh, we don't always get high school stories. And um, boy, are they heartbreaking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like viscerally painful. Those are the good ones, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, let's go around just a moment and introduce our cast. We have Mark Obleidinger.
7: Can you say hi, Mark? Yeah. Oh, hi. Yep,
1: that's me. We have Sarah Kylie.
0: Hi, I'm Sarah Kylie.
1: Uh, and Tim.
7: <laughs> hi, this is Tim Lung.
1: And Casey. Hi, this is Casey Mills. And Winnie.
5: Hi, this is Winnie Young. <laughs> you and our guests,
1: Lynn Tricky and Erica McIntyre. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was very special. Do you all have uh, anything to plug? Erica, let's start with you.
3: When is this podcast coming
1: out? <laughs> uh, just to uh, probably say mostly go see Swipe Right, I think. <laughs> yeah, go see Swipe Right. I'm not go sure. Go see that
3: Science. I am, if you're in the Seattle area, doing a new show called Show Pony. It's kind of like an open mic for improv, character, sketch. So check it out. Uh, it'll be on our website soon. And bring your dumb ideas. We want to see them.
1: Terrific. Lynn?
2: Uh, yeah, I would just say check out Uh We have great shows, classes if you're in the Seattle area. And even if you're not, obviously we have our online Facebook live shows and this podcast.
1: Yeah, very good. Uh, And hopefully a a totally updated calendar by the time this airs. (laughs) You can (laughs) just go to bandatheatre.org and see what our shows are. Google us, otherwise. uh, Or find us on Facebook. Facebook is uh, pretty reliable. Although, now that I am sort of in charge... Of that, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but thank you all so much for joining us and uh, being on The Awkward Show. This was great.
0: So fun playing with you two. Oh, oh my, my gosh.
2: Yeah, you guys made me laugh so much. Yeah, this was delightful. This was so funny. <laughs>